Hello everybody and welcome again to Weekly Inspiration. The portion of this week is Toldot or Toladot. Uh, giving birth, what do we want to give birth to this week? That's really the question. Uh, this week is a very powerful week, as you all know. It's uh, also Erev Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Hopefully we will have time also to give lecture on Sagittarius, maybe uh, around Thanksgiving. Uh, but in the meantime, I would like to talk about Toladot, Toldot, Ele Toldot. You know, this is the Toladot of Yitzchak, Yitzchak being to laughter. What is the Toladot of Yitzchak? How do we become happy? What is the secret of becoming happy? And in the same time, understanding the parasha, how does it relate to our life? Because if happiness depends on this week, on this week portion, I think we need to know what is that we got to do. So uh, this week, uh, I had to define the meaning of the word Kabbalah and the reasoning for study Kabbalah. And the answer I gave uh, was liked by a few people that I shared with, you know, basically what we do in Vital, we're teaching Kabbalah according to Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag and Rabbi Yehuda Itzvi Brandain. That's it. Not according to their children or their student or anybody else. We're going back to the roots. And there's only two rabbis in the roots, Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag, Rabbi Itzvi Brandain. Not his son, not her son, not her grandchildren, not her student, nobody. We take the text and we are translating it into English and we give people a chance to fully understand it. The importance of it, of study Kabbalah, as this parasha is called Toladot, Toladot means going to the roots. The importance of study Kabbalah is to know the roots of everything because we are dealing with extension. When you deal with some problem with your wife relationship, that relationship issue is between you and your wife on a superficial level, on Malchut level. But if you really want to get to it or it will translate to the Keter, to the roots of thing, you're going to know the reasoning. To know the reasoning, you got to connect to one wisdom. Only one wisdom can do that. It's called Kabbalah. What about other wisdom, philosophy, esoteric thing? They are the extension of Kabbalah. Kabbalah is the first wisdom was given by God, not by angel, to Adam, and told them, you use this wisdom, you can come back to the Garden of Eden. Don't you want to know how to come back to the Garden of Eden? I do. And that's really what it's all about. So let's study a little bit, okay? The Parashat Toldot. Uh, I'm, I'm studying from Rabbi Isaac Luria what he has to say about this parasha. It's a little bit complicated, but I want to address it in the best way I, I can so it will be clear for everybody. But if you feel it's a little bit too complicated, please repeat that section uh, two to three times. According to the Ari, in the section of Shara uh, Likutim, all the idea of the twin, we know that in this portion, maybe I should give you the background of the portion. Uh, uh, Rebecca, the Isaac's wife, is pregnant. She's very confused. The reason she's very confused because when she goes next to a house of Torah and study of spirituality, her baby seems happy. When she goes next to a house of worship of idols and negativity and killing, the baby becomes happy again. So she was very confused. She goes into the yeshiva of Shem. And she's asking what's going on. He said, don't worry, you have two babies. And she become very happy. Why she's happy? Because she knows that her baby is not confused. It's two babies. One is good, one is evil. The evil is Esau and the good is Jacob. So she's happy. Now, most mother would not be happy. <laughs> you know, most mother would be okay if the, if the child is kind of half bad, half good. Rebecca is not a regular person. She wants to be able to solve the problem of the universe. What is the problem of the universe? The snake. The snake from the time of Garden of Eden is still with us. It's around us every day, every second. Confuse us, seduce us, uh, put doubts in our head, put hatred against people we're supposed to love. All those things, that's the snake judging. 
So the snake is is very much involved in humanity's life on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we, we all suffer from it. So Rebecca, by carrying basically the uh, babies, Jacob and Esau, realized that the Esau is actually the snake. And Jacob is actually the antidote to the snake. So she was happy because she know now that there is Cain and Abel living within her. That's what Dari is teaching us. Cain and Abel, and that's why it says, meaning that two children were playing badra within her womb, okay, in her belly, so it's not feel comfortable. She realized it's two. If it's two, now she can separate the snake from humanity. That's why she was very extremely happy. And that's what she did. The entire parasha, it separated the good from the bad. For me, we learned that to be happy, you have to learn how to separate the good from the bad. And you need to learn that you should separate the good from the bad. Mixing good and bad together, let's say, uh, those of you are into kosher or into Shabbat or into different type of mitzvot, and you kind of uh, mix it up a little bit, you know, no big deal, you know, meaning no big deal, uh, know, I promise to fast, but nobody see me, I can eat a bite or something. You cannot do it like that because you're mixing the good and the bad. You can mix the good and the bad. You gotta learn to, this is good, this is bad. And before you're getting into any situation, let's say you talk to a person, am I talking to a negative person, the snake, or I'm talking to a positive person, meaning Jacob. If the person represents Jacob, then the conversation is different because this is Torah, this is Jacob, we gotta make it happen. If the person Represent the snake, we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to get beaten by the snake, or not to get uh, seduced by the snake, you know, because the snake can attack you or the snake can be sweet to you. You have to be careful. You have to separate Esav Yaakov. What the Ari tell us in uh, the Likutim. So, Vaitrotetsu come from Lerotsetset Gulgalto, meaning Lerotsets is a verb that means to crush the brain of Jacob, like Cain crushed the brain of Abel. So she knew it, and when she understood there is a separation, uh, it was good. So what happened to Isaac, of course? Uh, I mean, Isaac want to give the bracha, the blessing to his son Esau, which was the evil one. How come it's okay? How come Isaac didn't see it? He's the greatest of human ever believed. He was the tikkun of Pamash Adam Arishon. Because Esau, because he was born first, Yet within him, Nitzotzot, say that he has within him spark and memories of the Kedusha, of the holiness. So it was create confusion for Isaac. And because Isaac was in a level above Chokhmah, that's why he was blind. What is blind? Blind relate to Chokhmah, relate to the eyes. He was above that. And when you're above that, which means Atika or Arichan Pin, the highest level, in that level, there is no difference between good and bad. You just look at potential. There's no such a thing as negative or positive. So from my Isaac point of view, it's all good. It doesn't matter if I take the bad guy. Because if I take the bad guy, that's when I'm going to turn the bad guy into become the good guy. And then I finish the tikkun, Mashiach will come, and that's it. That's what this parasha is all about, how to bring Mashiach, to be happy. But to make those things happen, we need to learn we're still in a physical world. We still need to create separation. And if we're not going to create separation between the good and the bad, we're not going to get into a point of what we call the Messiah, that hopefully I can explain about it uh, uh, as well. So that's what the Ari is sharing with us in Shara Likutim, and I use it as an open air because we need to understand that we are dealing with evil force in the world. This is the way it's going to go. You have a bad day. It's not because you have a bad day. You have a bad day. The snake is attacking you. The snake is in your domain now, and the snake is after you. Some of you might... Uh, Missed the flight. Some of you might uh, 
have issue in your uh, marriage, some of you have issue with your health, money, other area, snake is there. It's to, there to bother you. Two people, of course, is using that person, that person, that person is going to bother you to make sure your life is, is miserable. So you're not going to focus on Torah. You're not going to focus on spirituality. That's not the snake's job. And for that reason, this parasha is all about. That's why within this parasha, we have the Nezidat Hashim. We have the story of Yaakov and Esav. Uh, Esav is coming from the field and he's really tired. And uh, Yaakov tell him, listen, if you want my soup, you can sell to me your birthright. And Esau is very happy. Now, what happened? He was dying. Esau was dying. So it sounded like Jacob made a deal. He didn't make a deal. He saved his brother. His brother was dying. And I said, if you want to be saved, give your birthright because your birthright causing you too much problem. To be a leader, to be responsible for thing, you're getting a different light. You're getting the light of what we call Gimel Rishonot. It's the high light. Not every person can handle that light. That light can crush you. Can crush you. Esau, because he was born first, he started receiving that light because that's how it worked. That's how the system. But Esau, on the way there, the, the Midrash say he raped a girl on the way there. He killed a person. He idol worshipping. He did every sin a human being can do. And then when he came to saw the soup of Jacob, he was dying. And he was dying. He said, please give me some soup. He said, I will give you the soup. But if I will give you that soup, it's another giving that you want. It's another receiving you're going to do. It's going to kill you. The, the root of your problem is you took on yourself the birthright, which you shouldn't. Because birthright meaning responsibility. You are supposed to be responsible. You're not supposed to known as the responsible. You see it a lot of time on a... On a a politician or you sit on a, on a board of organization or other thing that people start talking about how important they are. You know, the reason they talk how important they are because they don't know how to deal with the leadership. And the, to be a leader, true leader, true leader has to understand that it is a responsibility it's important. It's not the known that I am the leader. If everybody knows that you are a leader, that's when you do nothing. Leader doesn't want to be known. Leader doesn't want to get involved. Leader want to make things happen. If my mission, for example, as a leader of spreading the wisdom of Kabbalah in English to the world, okay, the true information of Rabbi Ashlag and on some Baba Mises of Tony Robbins Kabbalah. I'm sorry, Tony, nothing against you, but I'm, you're so famous, you're the only one that can use his name and it will be understood. So the whole idea is to understand that being the leader, huh? I don't care if I've been known or not known. My name has to be known for the sake that I continue my job. So, of course, the Liao Jian name has to be in everything. Whatever I do, project with Barilan, or I do project with different Yeshivot, Sfat, Yerushalayim. Of course, the name has to be known, not because of the ego that I need my name to be known, because next time I will talk to them, they will refer to me as the guy who wants to spread this wisdom so I can help them and things can happen. So, just remember. The whole idea here is not to be a sav in your job, to be Yaakov. Yaakov is sitting in the tent. He doesn't even care for the recognition. He just wants to study Torah and leave me alone. But he has to be known, as his mother said. They said, go make your father the dish that you like. What does that mean? Father being God. She tell Yaakov, yes, you're right. Torah is enough. Everything is enough. But don't forget, Esau is a snake. And if Esau is a snake... Sitting in the tent and just study Torah, sitting in the yeshiva, just study Torah and teach Torah will not be enough. You have to be a fighter. You have to go and fight. Fight this misery. Find the esav. What is the esav? Is the esav is a person? Esav is an evil inclination that includes with each, each person. So if you are 
busy with the type of business I do, spreading light and the Kabbalah, then it's important for you to recognize things that might disturb that from happening and eliminate that as self. That's what we need to do. And how we do it? By going and talk to God about it, praying, sacrifice, different things we give to God. That's what makes the difference, Bezal Hashem. So, um, I'm, take, I'm going now to a section in the Zohar. It's a very important section in the Zohar uh, Toldot. And in the Sulam is Kuf Tzadik, Tzadik Gimel. Yeah, I'm studying a little bit in the end, but I think it's important that, uh, that uh, we're all going to read it eventually. You have time, especially before Thanksgiving. It says like this. The world will be will be cursed. Until a woman that looks like Chava will happen or act like Chava will happen. And the men will look like Adam. And they will cheat. And they will fool. Can you imagine that section in the Zohar? On that snake. And the one who rides on that snake, which is Sam, Sam is the most negative angel. We know Yaakov looked like Adam. So now we know Yaakov is Adam. Rivka is Chava. They're doing the Tikkun. And Esau was the snake. The game is on. What is the angel of Esau? That's a Rivka and Yaakov at the Chid, Isaac. And the angel. And that's the only way they could do it. Now, of course, the question being asked and the question being raised um, cheating, tough words, sound like negative. So I can only tell you negative plus negative is positive. But that will not convince you because as I talked to somebody who's very involved in politics yesterday and I shared with him that section, he said to me, well, Eliyahu, don't, we, we seem like we justify whatever we do with our life and make it okay. Uh, it seemed like not fair. There is no real explanation to how dare we do that. Yaakov is cheating his father, and his mother is telling him to cheat his father and his own brother, which is an own, her own son. If we will be able to have the eyes of Rebecca, even for five minutes, we're going to look at life very different. We're going to look at what we can prevent instead of busy with what it is. Because what it is now is what the five senses let us be aware of what it is in the past and what it is in the future. The past, we can read history book, but the future, we have no idea. If you know, if you know, and that's a philosophical question, if you know that you meet the, the head of the Nazi or the head of some camp that killed, I don't know, 20 million people in Europe or more, 6 million Jew, would you stop him when he's a baby? That's a philosophical question that none of us can answer because if you kill him as a baby, it sounds bad and it sounds like there is no free will. If you don't kill him as a baby, then you let 20 million people die. <laughs> so we got, we got a problem. So the question being remain a question, 
for me, it's not a question, but for people who are studying philosophy, it is a question. I'm looking at it from a point of there is the force of the light and there is the force of the snake. The force of the snake will always will bury the light because if the light exists, the snake has to be eliminated. The snake is the dark. In the beginning, in Genesis, the snake created a system that's called the snake system, the negative system, the evil system. And after he created that snake system, then he created positive rules. So try to imagine. I don't know if everybody can capture that. You're acting positive within the system of the negative. So let's say you're part of a mafia, and that specific mafia job is to kill people. Not Tirzach, killing. But within the mafia, they eat kosher, they keep Shabbat, they do wonderful thing. They give charity, but they're killing. They're killing. So the whole system is out to kill more people. You need to cheat that system. You need to do something about that system so you will save people from dying. I cannot give you a better example, unfortunately, because it's a complicated subject. But I will tell you that. If you have the eyes of Rebecca and you meet the snake and you're going to act honest, everybody's going to go to, to the bottom. Nobody's going to win. But if you have the eyes of Rebecca, again, the condition is to have the eyes of Rebecca, meaning you have the eyes to see. Not a lot of people see. There's few. Few Kabbalists, few Mekubalim who have the eyes to see. You know, it's not something you study. They were gifted. You know, they gave them the gift to see. They see the good and the bad. They not necessarily would be great with business or with this, with this or that, but they have the eyes. That's called the eyes of Rivka. That's a gift. When the person have the eyes of Rivka, which is the same letter as Barak A, Barak means lightning. This is the lightning. This is the, it's so fast they see it. Then they have to make decisions between good and bad. For that reason, if you have a bad neighbor, you have to move to a different apartment. You have to. If you marry a wrong marriage, you have to get divorced. Is divorce a mitzvah? It is, but the, the Talmud said that the altar cry for that person. So it's a mitzvah or not a mitzvah. It depends. If you have the eyes of Rebecca and you know it's bad for you, then get out of it. Just get out of it. And that's the beauty about this parasha. You want to be happy, then get out of your snake. What is the snake of not being happy? Sadness. Misery. Reasoning, justification, justice. That's why it's very difficult to explain it, that section to people who are not spiritual. It's very difficult. I, I find it to be the most difficult thing. Yesterday, I met uh, a gentleman, very successful and extremely smart, bright, smart, genius, and genius in the Torah. And I asked him that question, how come Rebecca is cheating her own husband with the food? He couldn't answer it. So I said to him, what do you think if Rabbi Isaac Luria said it was a reincarnation? Or does Zohar say it's a reincarnation? Meaning Adam is reincarnated into Jacob. Eve is reincarnated into Rebecca. Isaac played the role of God. And Esau is a snake. Now it makes sense. For that reason, Rebecca said to Jacob, the curse is on me, not on you. For me, we learn. It makes sense. Otherwise, there is no other ways to make sense. But because we don't have the eyes of Rebecca to see reincarnation, very difficult to make decisions like that. So how do you make a decision in life if you don't have the eyes of Rebecca? Great question. You have to see if you're talking to Jacob or if you're talking to Esau. How do you know if you're talking to Jacob or to Esau? Very simple. Jacob is the Tiferet. Tiferet meaning the way of spirituality, ruling, not the way of physicality. If the goal and the role is to spread spirituality as soon as as much as I can, 
then even if it doesn't seem to work physically and business-wise, it will work. But if the goal is just physicality, just money, just how to be successful and all this, and there is no spirituality, that's called the way of Esav. That work seemed to work, but on the long run, it will not work. Again, it's difficult for some of you to hear it, but I got to share it. Let's move on. Let's move on. As I... Uh, um, uh, but before, before I go on, when you meet evil people, they are not evil. They are just extension of the evil of the snake. They just didn't choose well to get out of it. So a killer, a thief, or cheater, anger management issue, I don't know what else, uh, jealousy. Those are extension of the snake. So there is no evil people. There is people who use the evil side of the snake. Please remember that. So do you stay away from them? If you don't have the power to convert them to positive, and stay away because it will affect you. All right. As I promise you, I'm going to share something uh, that has to do with uh, with something unique that usually the Zohar is not doing, but in this week portion, the Zohar actually go for it. And uh, it says in the future, that's what it's saying. It's saying the end of time, you know, when it will be uh, resurrection of the dead. The resurrection of the dead is a, something a, a, every spiritual person has to believe, that the body of a people will be resurrected. Which body? The last body or the best body? Last body meaning the last body of reincarnation. That's it. There was 20 reincarnation, but the last one was the best. That's what will be the one who resurrect. Or if it will be the 18 body and the last two was not that great, then the 18 body will be resurrected. It's saying, at those times, the righteous people, who is righteous people, people will justify whatever happened to them, will, will be, they will get the whole idea. Shamar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi say, in verse Mem, Sulam, Shismach Hashem Ma'asav, that God will be happy with his doing. Atidim HaTzadikim La'asik Ita Gashbor V'Libam. The Tzadikim will get Hashem with their heart. Mazer, mazer, what do you mean they're going to get Hashem with his heart? Em yavinu uto me'alev. Kedin nizgalus koltum li'bion. Kedu chazau le'be'ene. Say the Zohar is like they see eye to eye. Like it says, This is our God that we hope so. And the happiness of the Neshama within the body will be great. Can you imagine? Usually the soul is not happy with the body. The soul is saying, When am I going to get out of this body? So it will be a happy time. The body will be happy, the soul will be happy, and two of them will be happy to be together. They will get along, and they will enjoy the Shekhinah. That's the joy that God promised us in the end of time. And now you understand. Those are the dynasty of Isaac, the son of Abraham. You can translate it differently. Those are the dynasty of happiness because it's chak means to laughter. Simcha. Vashok. So what is happiness? When the body and the soul getting along. When the last time you heard your body and soul getting along? Every time you want to do something spiritual, the body stop you. Every time you want to do something for the body, the soul stop you. They don't get along. So we'd say, meaning mean, the son of Abraham, the son of the soul that married that. Then it'd say, Abraham gave birth to Isaac. 
So if you ask the question, what is the reasoning for happiness? The happiness has to come from the soul. Abraham molided Yitzchak, it's a Abraham molided Yitzchak. Abraham is giving birth to Yitzchak, to Litzchok, to the laughter. That's the answer. Do not look for the body to make you happy. The body is not here to make you happy. The body is like Esav. The soul is like Yaakov. When they are together, now you know there's a big secret here. When Rebecca said, I have two baby inside of me. Now, it's much deeper. I have soul and body. They don't get along. Which one she chose? Yaakov. Yaakov. Even now, it's, it's difficult. Rebecca said, it's difficult. But we will win eventually. The simcha will come from you, from the soul, not from the body. You can have the best food. You can have the best pleasure to your body, best massage. Not going to last. Body will not last more than a minute. You have the happiness of the soul, that will last forever. And he continues, Memalef, they say that in the end of time, God will make a meal for the righteous people, only for the righteous. Why? Because the righteous knew their soul and body. Soul and body. Okay? He said, what kind of suda? What, what will be in the meal? What's on the menu? Many people ask. It will be a meal of two choices of uh, food. Well, and shorabar. Shorabar, I don't know how to translate shorabar. Wild bull. Wild bull, maybe. I, mean, I don't know if it's a good translation. So that's what so I'm sorry, but I'm not clear. That's what beautiful. But the son of Rabbi Shimon Bar never settled down. He want to know. So it's, it's contradictory what we say before. I agree with Rabbi Lazar. We need to clear it out. What exactly the meal will be? What's on the menu? Well, Shorabar. Continue the Zohar and say, Abar Rabbi Yeshua, Munazo Shabur Rabbanan, Lerov Olam, Shabuz Manim Lasoda. Most of the world will be invited for that meal. Shalivyatan, Shorabar. And they will come, it will be well on the menu in Shorabar, and they will have wine from the time of creation. So, still not clear what they're talking about. Of course, it's in code, so we continue. It says, Kenze Raur Rabbanan, Rabbanan saw Shagalut Nimshach, that the exile continue. The exile continues. They trust that in the future they will eat in this meal that God will make for them. God will be the chef. The whole world, the whole world is suffering, is suffering because of that meal. Meaning we are suffering with the hope that that meal will happen. What do we learn about happiness here? Happiness includes hope and certainty. What do you think? Is it hope or certainty or both? Hope is passive. Certainty is active. Certainty means you initiate. Hope, you sit and wait. Once you mix certainty and hope together, include action, of course. Without action, nothing works. Then everything will start working. But if you have only hope, no good. If you have only certainty, you can be like this all the time, but nothing gets done. You need to have hope, certainty, and action. So, how does that relate to the parasha? Related to the parasha is to tell us, it doesn't seem that Yaakov's life is good. Meaning the life of that righteous and the life of the soul doesn't seem good. Esau is getting what he wants. He tried to kill Yaakov. 
We are Yaakov. We are the Israelite. We are the true Israelite. The people study spirituality, people study Kabbalah. So he's telling you that if you're losing your hope, remember that the end of the line where the touchdown takes place, in there, there is a meal waiting for you. And because there is no time in spirituality, it's already there. But you're going to get there. How do you get to get there? What is that you need to do? Separate the good from the bad. Separate the good from the bad. You need to know first about you. What's good, what's bad. Talking nice, screaming. Bad from the good. Giving, receiving. Giving is the good, receiving is the bad. All day long. If they receive it for the sake of sharing, of course, there is good in it. Don't be too chuchum. Be simple. Because in the end of the day, you know, usually on Saturday night, you're supposed to have a meal. And the meal, um, they say that the only bones or organ benefiting your body from that meal is etzemaluz. Some people call it betuel arami, betuel the cheater. Or some people call it the head of the snake. All kind of names. It's a weird name that they give it. Because think about it. What does the snake did to us? The snake basically seduces us to use the desire that is was forbidden to use. It's called Malchut the Ensof. I'm not going to go to details, but those of you know know what I'm talking about. That aspect of the desire has to be hidden in Radla. It's a place. Because it was hidden there, we can never use it. For that reason, there is one bone in your body that don't get joy from any physical condition that you're going to enjoy. It's called Etzabalov. It's the bone behind your head. Why it's not going to enjoy it? Because the reason people are dying is because we allowed ourselves to enjoy. We allowed the body to enjoy because of the serpent, because of the snake, because of the seduction of Adam and Eve issues and all the sin that attached to it. So every time that you enjoy something, it's going to the body, but it doesn't go to that bone. So the only chance for immortality for Triata Betim is with that bone was not receiving, because how do you get, how do you get receiving force to be healthy and to be spiritual? By saying no to it, but you can't, you have to breathe, you have to eat, you have to make children, uh, all of it included physicality. But there is one part who's not enjoy. The part who's not enjoy, that's the immortal part. Because what is immortality really? Immortality means that, that uh, the body itself don't want to take nothing for itself. Nothing for itself. And that's why uh, you, you see it in uh, Memtet. Therefore, the world is accursed until a woman comes who resembles Eve and a man who resembles Adam. They will deceive and beguile the serpent and the one ruling him. Meaning, SM, we have already learned this. It said that Shnat in the end of time will be in the 40. Now, which 40? 1940, 2040, which 40? Of course, it's a code. Because 40 means a four times 10, four sefirot. So if you take how many sefirot, you have Keter, Chokmah, Bina, Zeran, Pino, Malchut. So if you have 40, that means Malchut is missing. It's only four. So you, you, when you want to make it 50, it's complete. It's complete. That means Malchut is included. But why Malchut is not included? Because Malchut represents that desire to receive that we're not supposed to use. But in the end of time, in the end of time, of course, we'll be able to use it. The reason it was concealed is because the snakes uh, make it appear to us in the time of Garden of Eden and we go ahead and use it. 
And our job is to be able to refuse to use that desire to receive for oneself alone, that selfish agenda, that's ego. Let it go when you want to enjoy. For that reason, Saturday night, usually we make a meal. Because on Saturday night, the only time that we benefit that etzemaluz is on Saturday night. And for that reason, you drink hot tea, you have cookie, simcha. Why is it bringing simcha? The whole parasha is about how to be happy. Why is Saturday night meal bring you happiness? Because at that time, you can benefit your inner selfish desire in a holy way, in a spiritual way, only one time a week on Saturday night. For that reason, you make a meal, you put a tablecloth, you try to break a bread if you can, have a tea, hot tea and cookies, sing some song, because your happiness depends on that specific meal. Because during the week, there's nothing for that etzemalus, for that organ of the body that that stay and remain in uh, dormita, in, in, in hide and in sleep until Triatamitim will happen. It's a, it's a big secret and I hope it's clear to everyone. And I will repeat it one more time to make sure it's clear. Immortality will happen or Triatamitim will happen when we no longer benefit our body. We are refused to get any joy. The only joy we will have is when we would like to take it only for the sake of giving pleasure to the giver, in this case, the God or other people. That's immortality, that's Triandamitim. Now, because it's not so and we cannot act so, the, the part that's supposed to be the immortal part is hide. Like the Etzabalus cannot enjoy nothing in this life. The same thing, that part of the desire is also uh, in hiding. That part, when I say that part, meaning the Malchut of the ends of the original desire. For that reason, we need to work on ourselves. We need to work on ourselves how not to want anything. And after that, we can receive it for the sake of sharing. Now, of course, that's a malus, the bones, the back of our uh, brain, you know, the, the end of the spine, the top of the spine, that's a specific part that it's immortal. Why? Because that's the only part that will not enjoy any physicality beside Saturday night, which then it's allowed to enjoy everything. So remember, guys, the parasha is all about happiness. Within the parasha, I share with you a lot of secrets that can really benefit all of you. It's something I want to add, and I'm sorry I closed the lecture like this, but there's something I want to add. I don't know if they're going to add it uh, in a way that they stop and then I continue, which I don't mind. It's actually cute. I read something in Degel Machane Ephraim that bring the Zohar HaKadosh, Chelek Aleph Kuf Gimel, it's a makshe. There is a shela. Ma difak berkata de Yaakov mi berkata de Esav. I never thought about asking that. <laughs> what is better, the blessing Yitzchak gave to Esau or Yaakov? I never understood, even, I never even thought to look at it. Ki bi Yaakov tivit elech Elohim. Yaakov would say that Elohim will give you the blessing. Esau also would say, misham ne'aretz yeh bishovcha. He'd say everything will be available to you. So what's, what's the difference? And Nothing. Yaakov osif dvarav Elokim. Ma ze omer? Itpalel la makom be'et ha'tzorech v'yitel lo mitala shamayim. Meaning, 
Yaakov, spiritual person. You want to know how you get benefit? You want to know how you get fulfilled? You want to know how you become rich and famous and beautiful and all of it? You have to have connection to Elohim. That's the bracha. The bracha of Yaakov is not about the amount. It's not about the how often you're getting. You know what the bracha? Elohim. Elohim it's tremendous. That's mean if the if there is atzirat kshamim, let's say there is no rain or no tvua or no barley, no nothing. This is what the arts give you. That's what the land give you. So because God is with you, so God will come up with a trick. Uh, without water, without food, you're still going to be okay. You want the bracha to come from Elohim. That was the blessing of Yaakov. That's what the difference between Yaakov and Esav. So I just, I just want to make sure I, I add it in the end. Mm-hmm.